0: one thing I learned very early on was that you've got to enjoy that journey so I always put that spin on anything I'm doing you know if there's something that I think oh you know I don't really want to do this or you know I'm going to say right what am I going to learn out of it let's enjoy this process so that's the first step which is that whoever we are whatever we are we're going to cheer up there are so many challenges we could focus on there are so many difficulties that we could highlight but no first of all Put yourself into the right mode, a mode of joy that will enable you to enjoy your journey and also to get through to your chosen destination.
1: Everything we know how to do in life could actually be transformed into money for us. I think we need to Mm. pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. Anything we know how to do can be transformed into money for us. Okay, let me speak some few seconds there to talk about this what is business business is all about value that you do something for somebody else you add value to somebody else and that person give you an exchange of value which is money now what you do is not really money is you are adding value to people what if through your writing you could tell a story that we inspire other
0: people. That is value. It's something that I have to learn. And just through the methodology, as you say, of putting up a book, someone's marriage can be saved. Someone's life can be healed. Somebody can be delivered, set free. Somebody else is looking to set up their own business. How did you do it? Oh, I'm going to read this book. By Napoleon Hill. Oh, I'm going to read this volume and find out how they did. And I've always been an avid reader of books from a very young age. So, my name is Gervis Mensa. I am indeed a wife and a mother first and foremostly, but also um, I'm a qualified accountant, um, a pastor and now an author as well. So I've been on this journey um, for quite a few years and it's interesting to be able to, you know, wrap up all of this experience uh, looking back to my past and my childhood. Um, And it's something that I really reflect on and think, gosh, you know, out of my upbringing, my humble beginnings, as I call them, you know, that I've been able to walk through this journey. So it's a wonderful thing to be able to reflect on your past. And, you know, I thank God for my mum and my dad from the Caribbean. uh, So they were Windrush parents uh, came over here um, in the late 50s, 60s. uh, My mum's from Barbados and my dad is from Grenada and they both met over here in the uk um in a place called northampton which is where i grew up Uh, and the journey really starts from there all
1: right so childhood that is what you mentioned there in your your explanation tell me more about that take us there what do you remember about your growing up in the uk
0: okay so a great childhood i'm telling you Um, it was a combination of you know the fact that my parents were from the caribbean So we had fun. We had times of, you know, growth. We had family around us as well. Um, I've got an older brother. His name is Lincoln and he's a musician. And so we were surrounded by a lot of music. And of course, I'm from a church background as well. But there was a strong emphasis on hard work. You know, my dad, he was in the leather industry, Northampton's well known uh, for leather. And uh, he worked in that industry. And my mum, is a psychiatric nurse. She's now retired, uh, but you can guess, right, a lot of our background came, you know, from the fact that we've got these two parents, they were working, they wanted the very best for their children, you know, and they had come from countries, you know, Barbados, uh, both of these are lovely Caribbean islands, but there was opportunity for them and they wanted us as well, myself and my brother, to really press into those opportunities So it's interesting that my brother, a really skilled musician, he went down that pathway, you know, and it was good watching him as his little sister, encouraging him, and then thinking, what is it that I want to do? And I ended up in the field of finance. Uh, I've been working in financial services for over 30 years now. So a really interesting combination when you look at it. But childhood was wonderful because we had opportunities, Uh, We had a a time and period to connect with our family as well. You know, we've got family all over the UK. And obviously we had times to go back home. So, you know, you had a really good balance there to look and see. And that really strongly motivated me, thinking about my forefathers, thinking about what they would have gone through and the fact that now I'm living in this moment of opportunity. So I don't want to mess it up. I want to be able to honour, you know, the legacy that's been handed down to me, you know. So that really propelled me to go out there and take up opportunities that were presented to me. And I remember, because obviously, you know, with an older brother, it's, it's good to be able to watch their journey. And I watched my brother going off to London. So he went off to study in a really prestigious academy, the Royal Academy of Music, to further his piano. And I remember as his sister going up there, you know, staying with him, he'd show me around London. And I was like, wow, when it comes to my time, I want to come up and study in London. Uh, And that's exactly what happened. Right. He used to take me out, used to jump on the the, the red buses, the London buses. And all the stuff that he had learned, um, he, you know, used to take me and show me Madame Tussauds, you know, all the landmarks. Right. And even as children, we were privileged that our parents would take us up there. And so I think that's where my love of London really came from, because uh, I, I really enjoyed that city. And I thought, you know what, when I get an opportunity, I want to come up. And that's what I did. I came and studied in London. And, and that's, you know, where another part of my journey takes on from there.
1: That's interesting. That's so lovely. That is full of memory. I can see a lot of flowers all over there. That's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. So so tell me, what would you well what, what were you projecting for yourself as you were growing up, as a young adolescent there? Okay, you are having all these experiences now, moving to London. Of course you are able to study now.
0: Well, I wanted to, I suppose one of the things that I always looked at as, you know, as a black person growing up in the UK, I wanted to be able to set a trend for people that were coming behind me, my own children that, you know, obviously hadn't come forth then, but also other young uh, black people to know that, yes, it's possible. So for me, I went off and studied a degree in maths and that was probably a first in the family. And it was about, well, how far can we push this? You know, we've got skills and abilities. And if a- an opportunity is created, I wanted to be able to step in to that opportunity. And, you know, back in those days, you know, yes, there was times where you would see racism. I, you know, remember a very vivid story. I wanted a um, a Saturday job. And uh, it was in one of these sort of hardware-ish stores. And I decided, OK, I've seen that they're advertising at uh, some work. So I went in and I said, oh, can I speak to the manager? You know, and I'd spoken to my parents, but, you know, how do you do this stuff? And they said, right, go and talk to the manager. So I went in there and I said, um, you know, is there any work? So the manager or the person there said, no, 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 sorry, we have actually filled those roles. So I thought, oh, that's a bit strange. So I came back home and I was one of those kind of people that I wasn't going to let go. So I phoned up. And they said, no, there is jobs. So I said, well, I was in the store earlier and someone told me that there were no jobs. So then they apologized. And obviously I kind of realized what had happened there. And then they called me in for an interview (laughs) at that stage. So I had tasted, you know, what it is, you know, that somebody might look at the color of your skin and decide that, oh, you cannot have that opportunity. So I was very aware of that, but I didn't want that to dominate my narrative. You know, so at all times, you know, going through life, going through opportunities it was a matter of take the opportunity and do what you can with it and and push it to the max and get, you know, experience, wisdom, knowledge out of all of these. You know, and that was one thing that I really enjoyed about my journey of youth, you know, into adulthood was the ability to take up some of these opportunities and also to be bold. And let people know that, you know, I'm not backing down because I know that I have skills, I've got a lot to learn, you know, but I want to stretch out and I want to ensure that, you know, that I am going to take up this opportunity. If it's there for others, I want a piece of the cake as well.
1: What is good for all that is good for you too. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I like that. I
0: I was fortunate in a way because there was, you know, somebody gave me a very small clipping of a newspaper, and uh, it was called the Windsor Fellowship. And now this was a, um, this was actually some sort of sponsorship that was there for people of ethnic minorities. And what it meant for me was that when I was at university, I got an opportunity to go away. To be trained uh, for like, you know, three, four days at a time, but also to get some work experience. So, from a very early age, I was just very aware of the fact that, come on, you know, there are people here that are willing to help you. You know, we did things like the Outward Bound course, climbing up mountains, you know, interview practice. And fortunately for me, you know, I was introduced to a group of accountants who had created an opportunity and said yeah we've got summer work experience so that was kind of my entrance into the financial sector and uh, uh, that was in the city of london and that was really exciting i didn't really know much but i was once again being trained and, and learning from those that were around me you know so it was a time of exploration you know sometimes stepping in and thinking i don't know what i'm doing but you know what God is with you and he guides you through. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. Pull, pull your head
1: on end. Go inside. Do it. Try it. Try it. That's make right. Experience, yeah. you know? yeah. <laughs>
0: that's absolutely right.
1: All right. So at what point did the idea of writing come into your mind? At what point did you think it was important for you to become an author?
0: <laughs> well, that's an interesting story. So roll forward. You know, uh, got married, had family, working on the career. And I was in the banking industry, you know, as I said, for 24 years with with one uh, of the large banks and then also with other companies. And what happened was uh, my husband is a minister. So obviously every Sunday he'd be preaching You know, and he's got loads of content and he'd always say, you know, during his service, I'm going to write a book. (laughs) I'm going to write a book. So as his wife sitting there hearing him for many, many years, I'm like, when's this book going to come out? (laughs) How's this book going to come out? (laughs) So, um, you know, for me, I was looking for a way to help him to write his book. And we came across a lovely lady called Tanya Coley. Uh, of which, you know, thank, thank goodness for her life, because she was the one that said, "Will I actually help authors to write their books. So I was like, wow, what's going on? And we've met at a PR workshop, public relations workshop. And so during this PR workshop, she was being challenged to put on an event. And this was just during the pandemic period. So (laughs) I thought this is going to be brilliant for my husband. I want to get to this event. So we're in London. This event was in Manchester. Starting at nine o'clock, so I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't know if we can make this. How are we going to make this happen? Anyway, to cut a long story short, we managed to get there. We had to get up at the crack of dawn. I convinced my husband, let's go along. Let's hear about this. You know, let's hear about this author's breakfast and let's see if we can get your book going now. So we went along and it was a brilliant, you know, when you have in the room events, the energy was high. You know, we are hearing from authors who had you know put their books together they had been in similar situations and you know there they were standing there holding their books saying i've done it you can do it too so as we sat there i'm like you know what it's not just about you writing your book husband i feel like i have a book inside of me as well <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> And, and the great thing about, you know, Tonya, she still holds these um, author's breakfast. You sit there, you know, you start looking at a book plan. She had us there writing out. So now I started to plan my book as well. And I was sitting at the table with other people that were in a similar situation who were just thinking about, OK, what are we going to put in the book? Let's do, you know, like a mind map of all the different themes. So now I've started to write down a, a possible book idea. And uh, it was interesting because I was sitting next to a lady and she had a sort of similar uh, idea about women's empowerment, empowerment of youth. So we were sitting there scribbling. I was looking at my husband. he was got his stuff down. I'm like, you know what? I think I can do this. (laughs) So on on the, the train on the way home. Uh, I discussed with my husband, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I want to do my book," and I was like, "I think I want to do mine as well." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I love the challenge. I love it. That is good. That is great. With me now, that uh, because you guys have went for a one journey, now you are going to have two books in this in the family. That's
0: right. Well, that is exactly. a good
1: start. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: So we thought, and it's one of those things that you learn over time, not to delay action. So we thought, let's sign up straight away. Let's get onto this journey straight away. and We did that and both of us started writing together and that was uh, last year. So we both completed our books Uh, and obviously I've just got a a head start. My husband's one will be out in the new year as well. And it was a journey, you know, we learned so much. Um, I learned about myself while I was writing. And um yes, you know, thanks to Tanya, she was able to help us to bring out that dream and that book that was inside of us.
1: That's lovely. And that is really powerful. Now, now you can imagine the people that you are going to touch with that, no? Who are going to go through your book and they can read it, they can have it on their shelf. That is a great thing about writing a book. You know, at least you you are able to put your thought out there. You don't just put it in your head, no. I usually say to people, don't use your your brain to store the information. Mm. Your brain is used for the processing of the information. Keep the information somewhere. So a book is one of the places where we can keep the information. Because the information that we need to keep, there are so many that we don't want to use our brain for that. Mm. Yeah. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. All right. Wise up. Grow up. That is what I'm saying here. That's what do you right. mean by that? What do you mean by those terms?
0: Right. So here it is: Cheer up, cheer up, rise up, up rise up, and rise up. <laughs> and you know, during the uh, process of us uh, going through uh, what we call the author's lab with uh, Tanya Coley, we we started. I started to look at you know who is this for. And as a woman pastor myself, I'm a, obviously I'm my pastor's wife. You know, I hold women's events, and I started to realize that I'm speaking as I write this book. I'm speaking to an audience and and my ministry is called The Excelling Daughters of God. So I began to write to this group of women. And over, you know, years that I've been running this ministry, there are common themes that women go through. So the first one, cheer up. You know, it's about the fact of what is your mood? Because for us to progress in life with anything, we've got to have a good mood, a good, cheerful state that will enable us to enjoy the journey because so often people go through life they're not enjoying the journey and one thing I learned very early on was that you've got to enjoy that journey so I always put that spin on anything I'm doing you know if there's something that I think oh you know I don't really want to do this or you know I'm going to say right what am I going to learn out of it let's enjoy this process so that's the first step Which is that whoever we are, whatever we are, we're going to cheer up. There are so many challenges we could focus on. There are so many difficulties that we could highlight. But no, first of all, put yourself into the right mode, a mode of joy that will enable you to enjoy your journey and also to get through to your chosen destination. And then secondly, wise up, right? If we're going to accomplish something in life, we're going to have to learn something yes we don't know all things we need tips we need wisdom i mean i was on your website the other day i said wow storytelling you know this is new to me now you know we do it in life but the concept of stories i've got to wise up in this area to know that okay i'm telling my story as i am today i might have done it before in the office i might talk to a friend but actually there's an art to this storytelling. So whatever it is we want to accomplish in life, we're going to have to look around and see that there are mentors, there are coaches that have gone ahead. We've got our parents, we've got people in our community that know a thing or two. So we have to take that wisdom and we thank God for the wisdom of God that's in the word of God, in the Bible as well. Great wisdom that we can use in our relationships, in our life, in our businesses, in our working places, in our community. And then lastly, when we have, we've cheered up, we've wised up, now it's time to rise up and to change our positioning. And that means we become more visible because that's what I've learned over uh, the course of life, which is that now that you have a message, you've learned things, now there are other people, there are other platforms that will benefit from that wisdom. And that's why we need to rise up. You know, I can have my story I can stay in my house with my story. But is it going to help those young people that I'm so passionate about helping? Is it going to encourage another woman, another man out there that might be of going through the same thing that I went through? You know, if we are able to rise up and I really appreciate you because of your platform and you you are rising up people, you are telling their story so that we can benefit from those. So that's what it is. Cheer up. Wise up and, and rise,
1: up. rise up i love that i love that i love that that is powerful <laughs> <laughs> i love that you know i also love what you said before um in the beginning of this response no uh that you need to love the journey i think that is really important because sometimes uh we just think of the destination yeah. and we don't enjoy the journey we just think uh uh, go, get it there, get it there, get it there. You see, you are going to have to move on a journey before you get to the destination. Yeah. Um, and this is something that is uh, very important, particularly within the area of self-improvement, when you are mm. improving yourself, no? You think, uh, okay, I've set a goal. I want to do this. I want to be able to achieve that. Yes, but what about that process that is going to take you to move from where you are today to where you want to be you are going to have to enjoy that too it is important that uh, we enjoy the journey the journey is important you see um even sometimes technical issues can happen sometimes a call can come in Sometimes the noise can just come in. You know? we just need to enjoy the moment because we are here right now that is important for us of course we are still going to enjoy when we get to the destination that is also good uh when we eventually eventually get what we are looking for but if we don't enjoy the journey, we are going to be short-changing ourselves. Because imagine, mm. for example, I remember that should be like two years ago, actually, I think. Yeah, a year ago. Let me put it that way because we are still in 2023 now. I set a goal for myself. It's uh, sort, of, sort of really pretty challenging. I said I was going to write 500 articles in the year. That is a lot, oh. no? Uh, now... If all I have in my mind is to the goal go without enjoy the journey, because hitting 500 articles is going to happen only one day, but I'm actually going to spend a lot of days, 365 days, to do this. So I cannot yes. be happy only one day and be unhappy in 365 days or 64 days and one quarter. No, so it That's is good, good that <laughs> It's good that when we uh, set out to achieve something or we are in a journey, that we enjoy the journey. We are in the journey yeah. right now. When we get yeah. to the destination, we also enjoy it there. So mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so true.
1: Thank you for that. So yeah. when, you, when you meet other women uh, like you, because uh, um, when I interview a lot of women, I see that they want to help other women, which is really a good thing good thing that women are actually empowered because then they can end up empowering other women. But go to think of it. Women are actually the center of the society. Our home, Mm. our families. If they are not happy, we are not happy. That is just for sure. (laughs) It is true. (laughs) That's right.
0: That's right. I completely agree with you on that one. And I think, you know, part of this, as we, you know, it starts with the cheer up. If the household environment you know if you want to have a good household you've got to make sure that the woman at the center of that she is cheered up she is joyful because then like you say you're going to enjoy the journey and of course life you know has its ups and downs there are things that happen there are challenges that come but if we can keep a very good environment in our home with a woman that is empowered wow that's going to be a great journey and 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 that's the thing, isn't it, about homes, which is that we replicate what we saw in our home, you know, and that so often people are replicating some negativity that they saw. But if we're able to, you know, of course we empower men and women, but as we empower the woman in the society, what I've seen is that, you know, that woman is in the home, you know, and I, I was a career woman for, you know, 30 years. So I've got an opportunity now where I sit back in my home And it's a hub. It's a centre. You know, I was doing it before, but I'm able to do it more. I'm able to talk to my children, my husband. I'm able to encourage others. I'm able to see needs. You know, so I think what you're saying there is great. Let us empower our women not to just think, oh, she's just a homemaker. She's just there washing up the dishes. No, it's so much more than that. She's the one that, you know, when your son or daughter comes home from school, she's going to be speaking and encouraging them, you know, she might not be able to do that math homework, but she sure is able to be able to set the environment for your children to be able to move forward. And, you know, and that's through not just words, but also through comfort, you know, through some good food as well, you know, and and these are all the areas that when I minister to women, you know, we have to start somewhere, And some women may just see their role as being very limited because of what they've been told, you know. But as we press on and we encourage and we teach, you know, we teach in church, we teach in conferences. My husband and I have a a lot of different conferences that we, you know, teach at. And one of them is about the family and that we can resolve family problems just by empowering women. So I love that statement that you make. You know, let's get our women, let's give them knowledge and information. They're not going to run off and, and, you know, go to the office and be there 24-7. No, because many, many of us know and love our homes. So we're going to bring back that knowledge. And, you know, that's one thing I saw my mum doing. She was in a psychiatric ward at work and she would come home. She would talk about some of the stories, you know, some of the hilarious ones. But I remember, you know, some of uh, the wards, you know, some of them may have dementia, and I remember her saying, you know, I had a mechanic and he was under his bed. He thought he was fixing, he still thought he was at work fixing. And, and, you know, out of all these funny examples, I learned, myself and my brother learned so much about the, the importance of our mental state. So she brought home, as a nurse, she brought home great wisdom to us about how to run our homes and the importance of stability of mind, of knowing how to, you know, run our emotions so that we're not on the ups and the downs and so that we can be stable and we can contribute to our homes and families and beyond that as well, you know, because we come from countries where it is about the village and and the community feel. I remember her saying, and my dad as well, when they came here, it was kind of like, wow, you know, back home, you're used to your family inputting, but also the members of the community can speak to you. You know, but when they came over here and number one, it was cold. So everybody was in their homes. But number two, that community vibe wasn't as it was back home in the Caribbean. And I know also over in Africa and other nations that, you know, we've we've come from. So this is so important, this side of it, which is that we have to release this wisdom and knowledge to our legacy and let our young men and women know what it is. To have a stable home because out of that we can thrive in society and we can do well
1: that's so all right you're so right I, I love that i love that uh it is not an overstatement at all yeah every mm. every person that come from a home should know that you see uh it is said often that you don't need to describe headache you just need to tell somebody about headache if the person doesn't mm. understand headache maybe that person doesn't have a head because any person <laughs> that have a head, should understand what is headache. <laughs> uh, that's, <a> good
0: one. <laughs> that's right. That's
1: <laughs> right. All right. Now, tell me about something. Uh, your motivation. So, as you're putting this book together, what are you? What is motivating you? Because okay, I've written a couple of books. I I understand what it means that sometimes the the flow is not there, but you want to do it. So you need to encourage yourself sometimes. Of course, this is part of what we were saying before. Enjoy okay. the journey. So tell me about all the uh, and the motivation that keep you going in making sure that this book comes to life. Because it's not as simple as it might sound, but you made it. Tell me about that.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. I love that question. Uh, because when you hear about authors, you think, you know, they're so gifted that just sit and write. And we know that as authors that that is (laughs) not a hundred percent. There are times and seasons that you can write and flow. But the motivation for me, number one, I wanted to put my legacy down. I was part of a group called I Lead, I Change, I Influence, uh, which was a group of mostly women ministers and also marketplace uh, ministers. Uh, that were brought together during the pandemic. And it was a time of empowerment for us. It was a season where, you know, when everybody was shutting doors, nine o'clock on Monday, and our mentor was Pastor Marjorie Esamoy. And we sat and we were taught different principles, decision-making, you know, how do we put ourselves out on the platforms. But one of the things that Pastor Marge taught us was make sure that you put down your legacy, So that was a strong influencer for me. And it was like, wow, you know, after I've gone, what is there that will remain? Where is my voice? Yes, I wanted to find my voice and put it down on paper. So that was always in the back of my mind because the strong voices that I've heard, you know, my mother's voice, uh, my grandmother, you know, and all of those voices had wisdom for me. So, I wanted to ensure that I also was putting down the wisdom that I had learned so that my children, my grandchildren, my great grandchildren, and other people's children and great grandchildren would also benefit. So, that was number one. Then, number two, as I said, I was writing alongside my husband. So, this was a great, you know, I was able to buddy us on our writing and we were keeping each other going. So, we would say, How many words have you got now? What word are counting you up to? And that, you know, helped us both together to get that book down. He's got his message, and I'm sure one day, you know, he'll come and speak about his message. But for me, it was the fact that we are, we've made a goal, and we want to meet this goal. You know, we want to, it, it, it because so often we can get, oh, we're so excited about, you know, fulfilling a goal. But then halfway, something happens, you know, and you give up, and you think this is too hard now. You, you, you hit what they call writer's block. And you just think, but I said, no, let's fulfill. So I was motivated to get to the end, you know, and there was many times where I was like, oh, you know, it's a lot of effort here. Should I really finish off? But I said, no, you made that. You made that commitment. So fulfill that commitment. And then thirdly, that leads on to my children because they were looking over my shoulder, my husband's shoulder, how's the book going? Is the book finished yet? We're so proud of you, mom and dad. You know, so I wanted to show them and demonstrate that when you start something, make sure that you finish it as well. So, quite a few <laughs> things were motivating me to keep going and to finish the book. <laughs>
1: I, I love that energy that was in the family. That that is really lovely. Uh, Particularly, you know, I, I was saying something before that uh, when you went to this journey and uh, you decided, as you were returning back to your destination to your home. Uh, that both of you are going to write a book that is an advantage to the family now like, instead yeah. of writing a book, you're going to write two books in the family <laughs> with <me? laughs> Brilliant. That, that is yeah. a lot. And with me now yeah. you are go- you are going to be feeding on each other's energy when you are not there mm. when you're not strong enough, your husband can support you when she's when he's not strong enough you can because you are telling each other this yeah. is how far I've gone. So you are sort of uh, leveraging each other's uh, each other's strength and the and the children are also coming to support that. That is lovely. That is Mm. lovely. And I also (laughs) like the fact that you made mention of the legacy. Because I think people don't understand the meaning of that enough. Because if they do, a lot of people should be writing. Uh, You might say, well, there are already a lot of of books there. No, there are too few books there. The books that we have are too few. I was saying the other day that in my village, nobody has written a book about my village yet. So you can't say there are too many books. So I need a book about mm. my village, you know. Yeah, yes. So uh, mm. you can you can't say there are too many books. Where uh, I look around, the only book that I see. The, uh, sometimes I don't see people that are that in my culture, in my name, name that are mm. very close to me. I can see them as the author of the book. So yes. there are not too many books yet. We still have a lot yeah. of books to write. Even if, if there mm. are, even if, uh, if, if there are a lot of books around. But we can still rewrite some of them again so that they can be fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, things are changing all the time. So, in essence, I'm saying that we should give ourselves this privilege of making sure that we register our presence in the universe. We Love are that. here. Love that. We are really here. Yeah. In, in, uh, in our company, there is a project we call Life and Legacy. And this is entirely uh, predicated against the the life and legacy of prominent people in the African diaspora community, and of course in Africa too, we are trying to say, who are these people? What can we learn from them?
0: Yeah.
1: And because uh, we pass through a very simple, we, it appears that we live forever, but we live in a very short space of time. If we look at time the way it is, our life, our entire existence as, as people, is just a yeah. blink of an eye like this. So we don't live for a very long time. For how long do we live? <laughs> mm. For 100 years, 200 years? We don't even live up to 200 years. But, you know, it takes more than 1,000 years to really build up some situation. Yes. So yes. we need to project ourselves into, in the next 250 years from now, what is going to be said of me or of this time? Yeah. In 500 right. years from now, is going to be remember of mm. the world that we are living in now. Am I yeah. going to be a partaker of that world? But of course, mm. being a partaker doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to live to 250 years or to 500 years. Now, let me give you an instance. You see, you pick up the copy of the Bible and read.
0: But do you know mm. that the
1: people that wrote down the Bible, these were thousands of years ago?
0: That's right. All right.
1: That is a book <laughs> I like to read. A lot i've read it a couple of times actually there are there are two books because they're very they are written almost about the same time one is a uh, thicker grow rich by napoleon he the second one is a science of getting rich by uh water wallace of course these two are americans now now the the thicker grow rich was written in 1910. if you ask yourself how long ago was 1910 that is several years ago mm. Se- many many years ago now why do we remember Napoleon He It's not because of the houses that he had. It's not a, it's not because of the money that he had, but because of the words that he put on paper, the book. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. So this is great. This is we are actually making sure that we will live forever, more or less, no? Either 200 years from now, somebody can pick up a book and read, and your name will be there. This is not a small privilege, it's a lot. Come on. <laughs> the other day, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the other yeah, day I, I wrote a biography about my eldest brother. Uh, so we, we presented it a couple of uh, months ago, actually. Okay, yes, more than weeks ago. Then I, I was saying, I'm really emotional about this book. Then I I would say, because in my family, nobody has ever written a book. Okay, I'm the the first author in my family. Uh, Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And also, nobody has ever written a book about my family. All right. So, this is the first time I will be really talking about my family in this light. And of course, I tend to do more on that. So, then I was saying in the book and also during the presentation, I'm not writing this book for my brother whom have really made a a significant impact in our life and also in my life personally. Yeah. I am not writing it even for myself, I am writing it for generations to come so that they will pick up this book. And when the name of this man is mentioned, they will remember how generous he was to us as a people and to humanity. So I am trying to secure his name, his name is mm. important.
0: Yeah, this is powerful. And I love what you're saying here about, because this is true legacy, right? As you said, as we put our books down, we are securing something for the future and we are letting them know this is, you know, this is part of the family or somebody that was in the community. And I love what you said about the fact that, you know, you're, you're, you're going to pick up this book. It's somebody that you can connect with. And just like Napoleon Hill, we connect with him because obviously we're saying, right, what are the secrets to wealth? How can we, you know, what what was it that he saw and knew? And look at how applicable it still is today. So this is an encouragement to anyone out there that there is a story, and this is what I love about Tanya Coley, that taught us that you have a story, somebody's waiting to hear that story. And you know, the book that you wrote about your brother, somebody now is going to be able to learn about that character and the characteristics and 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 it is an inspiration. And I know that what now I've written one book, I want to do more. My husband and I want to write more books because you're absolutely right. This is a great privilege that we have, and we shouldn't take this for granted. While we're able, we should be able to keep writing. and And, you know, why that? Because even as you're talking, uh, many years ago, my uncle in Barbados put together a reunion. He went back and he researched the history of our family. And I'm sure that, you know, if he was able to, he would have put that into a book. Maybe, you know, I'm kind of hearing that now, even through this podcast today, that these are great opportunities where we are able now to concise that information for somebody else to be able to pick up so that that information is not lost. So come on, this is great. We have to. And whoever's out there listening, don't say it's not for me, it's for somebody else. That's what I always thought for, you know, all this time. But now that the book is down and I think, gosh, here it is. Cheer up, rise up, rise up. This is part of my legacy. And I pray that I will go on to write more that will encourage others. So thanks for those inspirational words, because I know that you're a seasoned writer yourself.
1: Please keep writing. It is good because you are saving also your name. You know I don't I don't know how much that that really can be emphasized. I don't know how much that really can be emphasized. It is important. Yeah. Again, because we don't even know who were going to primary school with Napoleon Hill. We don't even know who were his teachers. We don't even know who were his friends or his enemy. Yeah. Who were the people living at the time? But we know him. We remember him. Yeah. Because we can even spell his name through the words that he wrote that we can even understand his feeling, his psychology, Yeah. because he yeah. dared to put his face on it. It's mm. not that people don't really know how to write. It's sometimes this imposter syndrome sometimes discouraging a lot of people from, ah, okay, I'm not going to be able, but come on, you don't need to know everything before you can start. Just decide that you want to do this and of mm. course when you decide that is a sacrifice that is opportunity yeah. cost because it, it is not easy it is true but decide that you want to do something substantial a legacy for yourself and for your family oh, so it is true. important all right it now it is important <laughs> now you have written a book and this is a great thing to whom have you written a book
0: my audience so my audience and um, is what I would call, they are the excelling daughters of God. Now, who are they? These are women that know that within them, there is greatness. They know that there's something more. And I always used to have that sense uh, when I worked in uh, banking, which is that, you know what, there's something more within me. My life is not just limited or capped here within this bank. There is something that needs to come out of me. And this is who this book is for, whether You know, and after I've written the book, I realize it's women, it's men. They're all buying the book even right now. You know, I've got men saying, I want to read it as well. So whoever you are out there, there is greatness within you. If nobody has told you that, just like we're telling you, there is a book inside of you. There is also greatness within you. There are talents, there are gifts. You are unique. You are one of a kind. And this book is here to encourage you that wherever you may be stuck in your journey, And some people can be stuck for years at one point. Some people can have self-doubt, self-belief. They can go round in circles. But there is an opportunity to break out and break free and be able to realize that potential that you have. Because truly your audience is waiting. We all need encouragement and inspiration. In fact, being here on this broadcast encourages me. And I think that there's people that are out there that are stuck in their corner and it's a wake up call for them to say, come on now, wherever you are at, there's no excuses, kick down the excuses. We can all make excuses, but go past those excuses and know that within you, because every day on this journey from releasing this book, I'm like, wow, this is opening a new door for me myself. And it takes boldness, yes, It takes confidence, yes. It takes having good coaches as well alongside you. But yes, you can do it. And we want to see greatness being released up and down this world. Because you know what? It will be a better place when we do release our greatness.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I want to also tell people that are listening to us that uh, we talk about writing, talking about legacy, but that is even more than that writing a book is also can also be turned into money for you in that you can leverage your book into becoming a business for you so we are not just saying, hey come and waste your time we are saying write a book so that you can have a name first of all then you mm. can sell that name and earn from it you see <laughs> everything we know how to do in life could actually be transformed into money for us. I think we need to mm. pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah. That, I would agree with you. Anything we know how to do can be transformed into money for us. Okay, let me spend mm. some few seconds there to talk about this. What is business? Business is all about value. In that, mm. You do something for somebody else. You add value to somebody else and that yeah. person gives you an exchange of value, which is money. Now, what you do is not really money. is you are add, adding value to people. What if through your writing, you could tell a story that we inspire other people? That is value. Mm. And Do you know that there is no amount of money that is too much for that? It's true. Because what if, do you know that by reading a book, you could save a marriage. Come on now, <laughs> that's do right. You, do you know that by reading just one book, you could save an entire business? Mm. So, are you going to tell me that that book is not worth something? That
0: book is worth so much. <laughs> a lot, a lot. It's worth so much. There's uh, no, yeah, yeah. You know, no, go on, m- go on. no. That's right. It, I love this concept because. This is something, you know, this is where we look at our underlying beliefs, you know, and, and, and sometimes people are hooked up on the fact that, oh, you know, money is not good. No, the Bible doesn't say that. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. So we have to get that right. And then we know that money is also movement. So as you said, in exchange for value, you know, and, and we came across this as, as we were coached by uh, Tanya, you know, this is where I really learned this, which is that. I needed something. I needed some help in bringing out this book, in bringing out my voice. And there was somebody that has gone ahead in the journey, like yourself, uh, Tanya, who said, okay, I can hear that you have a message. I know that message is inside you. And, you know, through coaching, there is an exchange, as you said, in value now, because now I'm sitting here and I'm holding my book. (laughs) And it's something that I had to learn And just through the methodology, as you say, of putting up a book, someone's marriage can be saved. Someone's life can be healed. Somebody can be delivered, set free. Somebody else is looking to set up their own business. How did you do it? Oh, I'm going to read this book by Napoleon Hill. Oh, I'm going to read this volume and find out how they did. And I've always been an avid reader of books from a very young age. You know, if I've got a problem, I'm going to go to a book. Obviously, my first book I'll go to is the Bible to read wisdom. But then there are other stories of people out there that have may have, you know, excelled in areas that I wanted to strengthen in. And as you rightly say, when we go to buy that book, we've got to exchange some money. Yes, to get that book. It's not free of charge. But as we exchange, it's a very small price to pay for all of that experience and all of that wisdom and all of that value that you are able to take out of a book so I agree with you that this is one area and it's one area that's kind of new to me because I'm looking at it and saying yes all right my cheer up wise up, rise up mentoring program needs to come out of this there's other aspects that need to be enlarged it's not just the book that is what I've, I've discovered I was saying this to my children the other day which is that In the beginning, I thought I was just writing a book, but now I've finished the book and the book's out, I've seen that there's a whole new adventure out there that comes and stems from the book. And so (laughs) you are 100 percent right that as we take this journey, you know, this journey will open up into other areas and other spheres. And so it's not about the fact that, oh, yes, we're writing a book, you know, to make thousands of pounds. or we have a it's it's good value because we've got a good heart to write the book to help somebody. So we are solving someone's problem. Let's put it that way. And in solving that problem, there is an exchange of value you know, that goes with it.
1: Absolutely. And just because we are talking about that, I, I tell you, one of the things that we do uh, in a class is media you know, as a media company. We help businesses to transform their idea into business for them. Help individual to transform their idea into business. And if they happen to have a book, that is the better part of it. In that your book can actually be turned into a package. We can create courses for you. We can build a website for you. So we just hook it up with a landing page. Where people can come in and from there, they begin to get value from you and you have services to render to them. I repeat, business is nothing more than adding value to people. That is helping people to find solutions to their problem. If you are ready to do that, then our company is ready to set it up for you. With your website, with your landing pages, with your courses, with your video... With your article packages, we take care of all these for businesses. So, we can actually start from your book. So, writing a book is not something that should be that should be considered, okay, just for hobby. No, it's not just for hobby. Especially mm. if the book is, it is in the line of sort of self-help. You are helping people yeah. to find a solution to their problem. That can actually be transformed into a coaching program. Courses can be developed from there. Right now, we are working with a a client who, okay, we started last year. We wrote a number of articles for him in the business. Now, all the articles, of course, are on the website. And he is really very happy about it. So, in the next year, we are moving into developing a paid program. So that people that are are coming to read this article, nothing will be sold to them for 12 months. But now, as we are moving into next year, we are designing a program that when they come in, they are going to pay. And they are going to be happy to pay because somebody has been feeding you with free information for 12 months. And is oh. asking you to pay a little service to continue to feed you. It is it normal. So mm. there are strategies, there are way to set these things up. So mm. I'm just letting people know that if you have a book and you want to transform your book into business, come to us classes.org. And let's even say that you are not you don't like money. You are not the type that like money. Okay, I get it. But you can still use your book to help people. Do you like to mm. help people? You see, yes, your mother work, your mother was a psychiatrist. She worked helping people that have meta issues. Yes. But you see, you can also use your book to help people in that line. Mm. Let's say you don't have problem of money you have a lot of money that is fine now you go Mm. write a book that can help people go publish this book distribute it to people because you have a lot of money you don't need money that is fine but you can still help people by writing a book
0: Mm, come on now powerful that's right because it's about the exchange value information and value to help and uplift and this is so so key you know, this very concept, because I think, you know, just focusing even on the young people, some of them say, yeah, you know, I want to have a business. I want to, you know, where does it start? It can start as simply, like you say, as, as as publishing your book. You know, what's your subject? What's your topic? What's your area? You know, we can work on that. And and, and these are the things. It's not about a high technical aspect, because some careers take many years to study uh, but something as simple as writing down your ideas. And I love the way that you distill that because, as you say, it starts with your book, it moves on to your coaching program, it might move on to your one to one coaching or mentoring. And out of that, the people are being helped. Value is there, is it, you know? And, and, and I love that because we, we have a, as I said, a conference called Resolving Family Problems. And because of that program, And because we've spoken on that topic, we now have that privilege to be able to help families. You know, and that's one of the books that's on the list, right? Which is that if we can distill the information into a volume, somebody can pick that up. And that very problem that's been plaguing them, that very thing that has been hindering them and stopping them through just a book, they can get ideas, they can get knowledge, they can get strategies, they can get hints, tips. And that's what I love about books, which is that you can flip the page. And even if it's just one page, you're like, wow, I never thought of that before. Let me pick up that idea and implement it. And before you know it, that issue you're having, that problem, that stumbling block now goes away. You can now you know, concentrate on something else rather than going around the issue. So excellent. I love it what you're
1: saying. And there is another good news. I don't know if people are hearing me that as for, I think this year, we now have more than 5 billion people on the internet. Now, I wanted to imagine that your book uh, is going to be, okay, let's say we are working on your book, for example, And we have created a website with your book, with your title, and we have set it up with content that people are looking for, because there are ways to do this. Now, what you need to do now is to go to hunt for people that are looking for you. You're going to intercept the communication along the way. Are there enough people on the internet? I just said it. Over 5 billion (laughs) people on the internet.
0: Wow, that's powerful.
1: Wow. <laughs> so this is the best time to be alive. Yes. This is Such the best time to be alive. Yeah. All five
0: right. Five billion. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, you know what? There's no auditorium that can hold five billion people. You know, we, as you said, we used to have an event, but that is limited. But the moment you say five billion, wow, that's a huge audience of people. And as you say, we've got access to them through our fingertips and and through people like yourself that are skilled, you know, in, in converting and translating and doing all the technical side of it. Wow, the ability to be able to sit here and even as I'm talking now, it's like, wow, can you imagine you're actually talking to a potential audience of 5 billion people because of mobile phones. everyone's got a mobile phone in their hand. You know, we can put messages out that will bring encouragement, strength, inspiration to 5 billion. Wow, I love it.
1: <laughs> all right. Now, how can people find this interesting book? Because that is inter- they have listened to us to this point. They want to read it. They are asking, how can they find it? Share with them.
0: Okay, so first of all, you can jump onto Amazon. It's under the title, which is Cheer Up, Rise Up. But also on my Instagram page, which is called Excelling Daughter, then there is a link there that you can click on and, and that will take you onto my mentoring program. And also you can contact me for, you know, we can have a chat for 15 minutes and see where you're at. Thank you very much for sharing that um, I'll be on the page. And, and, and we can talk from there, you know, is there a way that I can help you? Is there something in particular that you need encouragement with? So please do go along, get the book on Amazon. It's on Kindle. You can have the paperback if you like me. We like to flick through hardcore books. Um, and 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 out of that, you can connect with me. And I look forward to hearing from you, to hearing your feedback. You know, I'm very keen to hear people's thoughts as they read through the book. You know, use the facility to put a review on there because that will help me as I go on and work on other books and on other projects, you know, to do with book writing, to know what is it that you need help with? What area is it in your life? You know, as I said, we're called to greatness. There's greatness and the inside of you. What is it that stops you from fulfilling your goals? And I think it's great that at this time of year, a lot of people are looking to do New Year's resolutions. Now, we want those New Year's resolutions with a difference, because by the end of the year, wherever you might be on that watch night on the 31st of the 12th, you'll be reviewing your list of goals and you'll be saying, yes, I accomplished my goal. I was able to break out from my shyness. I was able to put into action. And this is what we want because when you're able to do that, then those around you are gonna be inspired. Can you imagine having a world that is working together for good? No one's got time then to be caught up in crime and to be doing things that are not helpful to mankind. No, because we're working on our goals. So please do reach out to me. You know, I'm so privileged even to be here today on this broadcast and I want to thank you, you know, this opportunity to come and to speak to the 5 billion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. That is, that is literally true. There are over 5 billion people who are potential listeners of this conversation so we're not going to change ourselves we're going to put ourselves there come on yes. we're going to intentionally do that that is why we are yes. here all, all right. right so yes. now we've talked about this important conversation telling people to wise up to rise up and to show their face to claim what belongs to you yeah. because it's not going to come to you just on the platter of gold just by sleeping on your bed no you're gonna go out and ask the universe for it. Go out and ask for it. Yeah. You must ask for it. Take action. All
0: mm. right.
1: Now, what is the final thought here? What do you want the people to go away with as a conclusion of this conversation? Please go ahead.
0: Okay. So, you know, as I was thinking about this, at this time of year, a lot of people are sitting down watching sports sporting activities. It might be football, it might be, you know, weightlifting. But one of the things is for somebody to take a part, you have to show up and occupy your space. So I want you to think about, hearer, listener, where is it that you are occupying? What space is it in this world? Where are you showing up? Could you imagine watching the football and there's no players on the pitch? Well, there is a place for you to show up and take action. So today, as we you know, in the last few days of 2023, I want you to reflect on where is it that you're going? Where is it that, you know, you may have made mistakes in the past, but this is your time to correct those mistakes and to move into your destiny because I'm telling you, joy is awaiting you on this journey. Strength, assets, talents. We talked about value and we talked about money as well. All of these blessings are waiting for you there. So take action, rise up, occupy your space and don't let anyone take
1: that. Thank you so much for that. That That is highly interesting um, and it's highly effective uh, as a way to end the year, as a way to also begin a new year. Because what happened on December uh, 31st is that a new year is born and the old year is dead. But in the exchange, you are in the middle because you are still here. You see both the old and the new, but what are you bringing into the new? That is a question for you, uh, because you have seen both of them. I see most people actually at this time of the year, a lot of people talk about go and talk about what they would like to do, and sometimes they even manage some even manage to write it down, but many never follow it up. Therefore, it never materialize yeah. because. For you to get, for you to materialize your goal, you need to work on it every day, not just in December or in January. Because, of course, January is very close to December. You talk about it in December, you sort of let the people know that, okay, you are, you are thinking of something, you want to work on something. Then as you move into January, the, the, you are still fresh with it. But that is not where it really happened. Where it happened is as you move to, if, as you move beyond March, you are in April. Are you still having the idea? Are you still working on it? Because it's not going to be easy when you get to May. And by June, if you are still remembering that you had a, a that you had a goal, then you are working. Because then it becomes whether you really mean it. Because if you don't really mean it. By the end of April, you have forgotten it. Now, I want to believe that there are some people out there who really want to take this thing serious. Because I just said that we have over 5 billion people on the internet. Now, I want to say also another important thing. That there is a sector that is really breaking it. The e-learning sector, the e-learning industry, which is basically the the information economy... ...where you create information and uh, sell this information to other people. You don't need to sell physical product. It can be a course, it can be a book, it can be a podcast, it can be... But you are ev- you are essentially sharing value with people and earning money from it. This is a creative economy. This is what is actually evoked today. That industry is trillions of dollars is growing on an exponential rate. Mm. Why? Because there are a lot of people on the internet that are looking for solution. The question is, are you going to provide the solution? Are you going to be the consumer or the creators? Because the creators are the ones that are having something to leverage. The consumer have nothing to leverage. They don't have money. I want to really be honest on that. Many don't have money, but they are the ones that are spending the money. And that includes also their time. They are the ones on their Facebook and Instagram just screwing, screwing. They are just screwing away their time. I did a webinar a couple of weeks ago. I was telling people, I was literally saying, take your phone, change the orientation. Instead of you just looking at it, looking at it, turn it around, flip it like this. Make sure the camera is looking at you. And what you need to do from that moment on is to speak to it. Make sure people see you. Make sure people listen to you. Because if you do that, then you have something that you can leverage. If you don't do that, then you become part of the statistics. You become part of the numbers who are making the internet to be 5 billion people. But you have nothing to get out of it. Because if you go to the market with no intention, just to uh, flip away your time, move from A to Z, from East to West in the market. Of course, the market will still close when it is time to close. But nobody's going to take something and put it into your pocket. It doesn't work like that. So you are going to go home empty-handed. Of course, you are part of the population in the market. So the question is, who are you as we are moving into 2024? Do you have an intention? Do you want to be able to become a partaker? That is, the harvest is rich. It's available for everybody. Are you going to waste your time or you are going to go there and also harvest something for yourself? Now, we are preparing something interesting for businesses and also for entrepreneurs who want to take it seriously. We said, 2024, we are going to have podcasts. I mean okay, I already have a podcast. I want to help businesses and entrepreneurs to own their podcast. Because podcast is one of the most powerful way to market yourself. It helps you to own your voice. And when you own your voice, then you can sell whatever you want to sell on it. So, if you are a business owner out there, you are an entrepreneur, you have been thinking of how do you own a podcast? How do you start a podcast? What are Actually, the integrity of it, is it difficult? Is it complex? Listen, I will break it down for you. I will make it so simple for you that by this time, 2025, your podcast will be going. You have your own podcast, we'll be bringing people to interview if you want to do the interview type, If you are the one who just want to speak, you, by 2025, December, you will be so happy that you made that decision. So, the offer is still now available. It costs something ridiculously small because we cannot make it free. Because what you also understand is that when it is free, people don't have any value for it. If you want to take it serious, you need to pay for it. So, I will share the link with you. Uh, Let me see. Anyway, I will share the link with you later on for those that are interested in signing up. We are starting in, in the month of March. From the beginning of March to the end of March is when we are going to be doing this podcast training. So, if you are interested join us otherwise you are just going to be a number in the internet nobody cares about you thank you so much sister i appreciate your time it has been a pleasure here
0: thank you